0: coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. Well, I am so delighted to have with us the Jerry Maguire for doctors. It's Ethan and Kana, uh, and Ethan, you are the principal of Rocky Mountain Physician Agency. You're found on the web at rmpa.co. Ethan, it's so great to have you.
1: Josh, it's an absolute delight to be here with you. Thank you for having me today.
0: Yeah. So tell us what the Jerry Maguire of doctor, the Jerry Maguire for doctors does. Yeah. You know, it's
1: really simple. We really co-opted the business model for professional athletes and their agents. So if you follow any professional uh, sports, just football, baseball, basketball, all of those athletes are represented in their contract negotiations by an agent. And that agent has primarily two responsibilities. One, to identify opportunities for the athlete. And two, to, to create the most lucrative opportunities of those, uh, pre- those opportunities that have been presented. And that's what I do for doctors. So my job is purely to create opportunities for doctors and help them make more money. Quite yeah. simple.
0: Yeah, so, so tell me more about like, what that ends up looking like. And is, is this um, before we get into that, um, can you talk about like, the, kind of the environment and why is this badly needed right now?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked, because one of the things that I think people misunderstand about the practice of medicine and the business of medicine is that doctors are millionaires. They think doctors make insane amounts of money like athletes, and thus, why do they need representation But when you look at the experience of doctors and the demographics and salary demographics of doctors, there are inequities and vulnerabilities all across the spectrum. One that I'll just point out really quickly, my mother is a physician. And as a woman of color and a physician of color, when I first started the firm, she pointed out to me, then you need to pay special attention to women physicians. I thought, okay, fine. You know, I don't know if there's going to be a disparity because these are docs. They make hundreds of thousands of dollars, but there is copious data out there, Josh, that demonstrates that women physicians are taking a discount relative to their male counterparts to the tune of 15 to 25% for the same work. So I often to help people understand the problem or the challenge Let's say you're sitting in your office and the analyst or the accountant or whomever sitting next to you is making 25% more than you for the same work. Mm -hmm. Does that seem right to you? And if the answer is yes, then perhaps I'm not the guy for you. But but typically, most people have a sense of fairness that says, yeah, we should be paid equitably based on our experience, background training for the same work. And that's not the case for doctors. And that's part of the education that I provide is to help highlight some of these inequities, not to make doctors feel bad, but to help them understand this is what you're fighting against. This is what happens, even though we're talking about big numbers. Here are some of the disparities that you are battling against, the the headwinds, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And Ethan, um, particularly over the past couple of years, um, it's been Oh, a fascinating time for medicine. How, how has the past few years been for you?
1: You know, really it has been a, an eye-opening experience because I think a lot of doctors found themselves in positions they never thought they would be in. I'll give you a quick quick example. I had a spine surgeon who called me in the summer of 21 so this is about a you know a, year, a little over a year ago now and spine surgeons make quite a bit of money spoiler alert and so nobody is crying tears if spine surgeons aren't making money for a couple of weeks or a month because they make a bunch of it but what was happening is there was a period of time where uh ors operating rooms were shut down for elective surgeries meaning non-emergent surgeries so physicians who build their contracts purely on how busy they are, ended up making no money during that time. And I don't care how much money you make. If you go from what you're making to zero, that is going to impact your lifestyle. And again, this is not about feeling sorry for doctors, but it's about highlighting the experiences they have that are not that different from what you or I might experience in our corporate jobs, where if we're paid less than our counterpart for doing the same work, or we don't have the same access and resources to data to negotiate for ourselves we want to know that we want to close that gap
0: you know um in the in the world right now for physicians um, I was just looking through some of your social media and you're talking about um, you know different, Opportunities there are right now. And, and uh, you know, of course, in medicine, like a lot of other industries, you, you see a lot of this ebb and flow of like, okay, we're in real high demand of these types of physicians right now. Would you mind maybe kind of giving us a lay of the land of like where we are on supply and demand in terms of like you know, special, you know, physicians who are specialists versus well, if you're doing that, it's not really in the hot demand right now. But I tell you what, if you do this, this, or this, or this, come talk to me because I can set you up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you, that's such a good question. And, you know, it makes me think of, the, like you said, the macro economics of the, the healthcare industry. And I'm definitely not qualified to talk about the supply and demand, even though that is a topic of interest to me, there are experts who focus on that. But what I can tell you yeah. from the position that I'm in representing doctors from coast to coast is the highest demand doctors are basically two, surgeons, so doctors who cut into patients and then your general practice. So think family medicine, OBGYN, internal medicine, primary care. And the reason I say that, again, this is through the lens of my experience. The reason I say that is because those are the specialties that feed your subspecialties. So they refer patients to your, your general surgeons, your spine surgeons, your neurosurgeons, your oncologist, and those are the revenue generating specialties. And so while some physicians may hear from their hospital executives, oh, well, primary care loses money or OBGYN loses money, that may be true if we're only looking at the work that they do. But what executives very smartly leave out is, but the downstream revenue related to the work that those doctors do is exponentially more valuable than what those doctors are being paid. And so I always encourage doctors to, Educate yourself on what you need to know. But first and foremost, surgeons typically are your top earners in a hospital because they generate the most revenue. That's followed by your specialists. So think radiologists, interventional cardiologists, uh, general cardiologists, and then your general practice. Now, don't be fooled. Just because general practice doesn't generate the revenue, they have such a foundational impact on a hospital or health system's ability to provide specialty care, so don't underestimate your value just because you're a general practice or not subspecialized.
0: Yeah, and and when you are working, Ethan, do you? Um, so I, I, it sounds like. Physicians come to you, you build the relationships with the physicians, and then you are going to be working with them to, if they say, well, you know, here's what I've been doing. I've been at this, you know, practice for, you know, X number of years. And then is, is it in my kind of, is, is that a very typical beginning of the engagement? That's exactly right. And okay, I often
1: jump to the sports analogy, Josh. So yeah. I follow basketball, the basketball coach. I've coached the same high school for, uh, this is my eighth season now. And I tend to think about my work in terms of sports. If a six four shooting guard, let's say, uh, not the best example right now, but let's say Russell Westbrook for the Lakers. He comes to me and says, Ethan, you're my agent. I want you to find opportunities. The first thing I'm going to do is say, let's take a look at your stats over the past three to five years, and we'll see how how busy you are as a physician, what are the type of procedures you do, how valuable are those procedures to a hospital, because that's something that's extremely important as well. And then my job is to say, based on the attributes that this physician has, just like a player, I'm going to shop this physician to the health systems and hospitals in their town just like an athlete might look at the teams within their conference or within their league. And the goal is twofold, Josh. So one, I want you to get a salary raise where you are. And the only way to do that is if we have some outside pressure. Secondarily, I want you to have a better, more enticing offer at a new place. So you now have two solid options, at least To choose from. And I think the linchpin, not to get too nitty gritty, but I think the linchpin for this is my my fee, my salary gets baked into the physician's contract such that they don't have to write this big check or dip into their savings. So because I worked on the other side, I know the mechanisms and how contracts are constructed. So my fee goes right into their contract. The employer covers it. So the doctor never has to worry about making this big expenditure and they can just focus on getting a, a windfall.
0: Yeah. Well, sheesh, win, 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 right? Doctor has nothing to lose. Win, win, win. Exactly. <laughs> um, do you mind and maybe stay as generic as you want, you know, change the names to protect the innocent kind of thing. Do you mind maybe sharing a couple of examples of kind of what happened?
1: Yeah. What I'm you've so been able to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. So. The, my favorite story is I was approached last summer by a group, by an attorney. And he said, Ethan, I have six physicians who work at a local hospital and they want to go private practice. They're all employed. They want to private practice. I said, well, that's a major shift. That's like going from working for a W-2 corporate employer for 10, 15 years and then opening your own shingle. That's a very significant uh, career shifts. And I, I can attest to that. It's very significant. And so I sat down with the doctors and said, Well, your attorney tells me you want to go private. Let me just ask a few questions to see if there are other options that you might be open to that might help you achieve the same goals. So we ended up working together. I talked to those doctors and basically I told them, You are the LeBron. And I said this, this is not a joke. You are the LeBron James of OBGYNs mm-hmm. in this city. So when I walk into a room and I say I represent this group, I don't have to say anything else. My work is done. And so the you know long story short, what ended up happening is I talked to the hospitals in town. Their current employer said, and I quote, "Ethan, we cannot pay them one dollar more, or else because of the regulations and uh, policies that govern healthcare and physician compensation, we will end up in orange jumpsuits." I said, "Thank you." Uh, And I moved on. We came back with offers. The conversation ends with the CEO of their current employer calling me to say, what number do we have to hit to keep them? Spoiler alert, the number was a million plus. So those doctors, and again, using sports terms, they got a million plus guaranteed salary over the next, and that's annual. So that's 6 million over the next six years. They got a million plus annual just by renegotiating their contracts with me. And the reason we were able to do that is because when your employer tells me, hey, I, I can't pay them anymore. Cool, that's when I go to work. Yeah, I we'll
0: see. Know. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Maybe we'll you see. can't.
1: <laughs> you know, I wish I had the guts to say it like that, Josh, but I usually say, well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. We're going to consider some options. And it's so diplomatic, but ultimately oh, yeah.
0: what you said is how I feel. It's like, well, we'll see. Yeah right right, (laughs) man. All of a sudden they're going to start losing all their talent. That's not a good position to be in in this environment. I want you to keep your talent. I'm here to help
1: keep your talent. Let's
0: let's solve the problem together. Mm, Fascinating. All right, Ethan and Kana, your website rmpa.co. When somebody goes there, what do they click on? What do they do? Like, how do they? What's the next step?
1: You know, the website is a great way to just get an overview of what we do, because when I talk with doctors, it's a very similar conversation to this, Josh. Like, Mm -hmm. what is a physician agent? What do you do? How do you help? Who are you? And so I often say that's a good way to figure out who we are. But if you really want to know tools, tricks, the resources that we're using to help doctors for yourself, go to our Instagram, physician agency, go to our LinkedIn It's my first name and last name. We put tools up on there almost daily so that doctors who want to educate themselves on how to advocate for themselves in contract negotiations can do that. Because I believe there's three things lacking. It's doctors don't have the tools, the time or the training to do this on their own. And that's where we come in. We have more than enough tools. We have all the data insights that hospitals use. This is all we do. This is our exclusive job. Every problem is a nail. I'm a hammer. And lastly, this is all I've ever done. So uh, we have all of the training to speak the language of the hospital executives on the other side.
0: I love it, man. (laughs) I'm snickering like Ernie from Sesame Street over here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. Ethan and Kana, again, your website, rmpa.co. Thank you so much, Ethan. It's been a great conversation. The
1: delight is all mine, Josh. Thank you so
0: much. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com guest.